Chaser, Platinum Edition. Big scandal in Hollywood, like there is every five minutes. Some actors are not happy. They're not happy. They're complaining because guess who's been cast in a new movie? And I'll give you a clue. The actor is not alive. <laughs> yeah, oh, no, I kid you not. James Dean, we're talking about. James Dean. He's good. He's a good actor. He's really yeah, good. I mean, well, there, sh- there must be a shortage of good actors because they've cast like a graphical animated CGI version of James Dean in this new movie bit, that's coming out. It, do they, are they realistic enough that, you know, they've updated his age to be what it would be oh. if he was still alive? <laughs> like, is it a sort of good. 68 Year old rebel with the Zimmer frame, yeah, Yeah. exactly, (laughs) hobbling graphically into the onto the set. Dentures. (laughs) Oh, I've got rickets. You may criticise, but this is not the first time Hollywood's done this. You know, the Peter Cushing they Mm. they they exhumed in digital form for Rogue One, which was terrible. By you the know, way, well, mm. he didn't. You know, what, what's wrong with it, Donny? He was Peter Cushing. He just was, looked a bit funny. Yeah, he looked freaky. Yeah, he was very well, of weird. Of course, he did because he was made of graphics, Donny. But look, I think it's great. No, look, I'm, I won't hear a word against this. I think it's fantastic technology. Uh, I mean, for instance, you know, digging up you can dig up any dead actor you like now to star in your show. It doesn't matter what it is. Like it made the latest reveal in The Masked Singer very surprising. <laughs> To be or not to be unmasked, that is the question. Finally, a celebrity somebody might actually recognise. You see how good that is, guys? You see how good that is? Gravitas. Mm. Well, speaking of gravitas, Tommy, doesn't stop there. ABC News, no less than the the flagship national broadcaster of news, they've hired a... a a dead actor to be a newsreader wow. uh, for the evening bulletins, yes. And, of course, they, they needed somebody with appropriate journalistic credentials and gravitas. So they got Robin Williams. Good morning, Australia. This is ABC News. Nanu, 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 nanu. Wake up and smell the hummus. Uh, breaking news today. Turkish forces have bombarded multiple Syrian strongholds, killing an estimated 6,000 people. Why do they call it rush hour when nothing moves? Fenerg, fenerg. Much better. I'd yeah, say that's an improvement. It's better than ABC News, mm. wasn't it? Look, uh, best of all, it's not just the not just serious news, guys. It's really good for advertising too. This technology, mm. this forward-thinking ad company, has cast none other than legendary dead actor Marlon Brando in their new beer commercial. Check it out. Made in Belgium from the finest hops, Europe's most refreshing beer. Stella, Stella as drunk by Marlon Brando himself. What's your favourite beer, Marlon? Radio Chaser, Platinum Edition. And now we're going to talk about politics for a little while. So I do, I do apologise for that. But oh dear. Um, oh dear, my son is running for school captain. Why? On oh, earth? hello. Yeah, and um, right. <clears throat> the contest heats up. Huh? Yeah, it's it's going to be a bit of a battle. There's, yeah, it's big, a real campaign ahead. Yeah, and. And he had to release his first uh, poster, campaign poster, on Friday. Wow. And, and the thing is, um, the platform that he's running on is that he wants to plant one trillion trees, <laughs> right? <laughs> oh. Because he, he read in some book that um, 
If if you planted a trillion trees, then it would actually basically save the world. Just a trillion at, yeah. at this tiny public school that he goes so, to in inner city Sydney. Well, right. Yeah. So we we said perhaps start off with something a little bit more realistic. Like, and so he he's running on the platform of planting a million trees next year. <laughs> getting, oh, oh well, right? that's very achievable. At least he's doing no, the achievable thing. No, no. But he did he did the calculations and he worked out that mm. 120 students, like the years fours, fives, and sixes, if they took a month of school, they could actually plant a million trees. Like that is just not, it, like it, it would actually happen. And he actually talked to like the school gardener and things like that. <laughs> hang the, on, the hang guy on. who the guy who helps out with the garden, the parent. So his platform is actually skipping school for a month. Yes, I can see why he's going to do well in this campaign. Well, this is the thing. I think that because having seen his his first poster. I just sense that actually it's more about the taking. So his, his first point, so the slogan is put Firth first, right. which I think is genius. Oh, not bad. Yeah. And then his first point is, bullet point is, take one month off school to plant one million trees. I, I no, yeah. Notice how he puts the take one month off school as the first. The thing. First, yeah. yeah. That's, that's, a tr- that's appealing. I'm, and, I'm considering. And, and then the second point, it's very popular. Very second point is help save the world. It's, right. You know, yeah. Good sort of values-based thing. And then this is the third one. This is what he got in trouble for, and it's all been a bit of a disaster, is no homework, underlined, for a whole month, exclamation mark. <laughs> and so he started putting this up around school on Friday, and the teachers said, no, nah, you've got to take that down. You can't promise well, no homework for a month. <laughs> Where's the free speech? I know. That's what he's campaigning yeah, But on. also, this is politics. Like, if we're not teaching our children that they're allowed to lie during a political campaign, then what are we teaching our kids? Radio Chaser. Platinum Edition. Charles, it just occurred to me, mm. are you trying to use your impressive media profile via Radio Chaser to win this for your son? Are you, are you trying to sort of... Get the word out there. Vote, f- vote Hartley Firth. Absolutely, I, I will use every method I can to to get Hartley elected. And you know, because I said to him, look, if you, that poster is not allowed, if he's not allowed to put up certain posters in the playground and everything like that, you got to do what John Howard would do. You go dirty. If they go low, you go lower. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so we, uh, we've we got together and, uh, well, actually, I've done this off my own bat because uh, we, we don't want the candidate sort of getting his hands dirty on this sort of stuff. <laughs> He's got three main opponents, right? Right. And so I've decided to, to run a few uh, attack ads. First one <laughs> is uh, it's important in a campaign like this to sort of run a scare campaign, you know, and a scare campaign that hits the hip pocket nerve. Stevie from 5J wants the school to play sport every week. That all sounds good, but who will end up footing the bill? Is Stevie planning to tax your lollies to pay for this extravagant plan? A vote for Stevie is a vote for higher lolly prices. Authorised by Hartley Firth, I'm speaking too fast because Hartley gave me too much red cordial. That is chilling, Charles. Chilling as your son runs for school captain. Yeah, that's right. So, you know, I think we've managed to... We'll knock Stevie out of the contest. Anything, Andrew? He's got got no chance. I'm definitely not voting for Stevie. I was was really thinking of voting for Stevie, but after hearing that, no way. No way. The the next uh, one who's running against Hartley for school captain is Jamie. Mm. Now, the thing about him is, you know, he's had a few gaffes. Oh. um, And you've really got to... You've got to focus on those when you're campaigning. The last time Jamie from 5C was in charge, the microphone at assembly didn't work properly and Mr Carpenter had to step in to fix it. 
Jamie claims it wasn't his fault, but these documents prove it was his job to check whether the button was on. A vote for Jamie is a vote for more Jamie chaos and dysfunction. Authorised by Hartley Firth for the friends of people who think Jamie smells, pass it on, no returns. That's ironic because, Charles, aren't you the one that turns buttons off here? <laughs> um, inappropriately taking the station off uh, the air. We'll talk more about no, that later. No one ever said that hypocrisy wasn't allowed in politics. Uh, now, the third one uh, the, uh, is a, a girl called Alexis. And, um, and the thing is, she's running a sort of compassionate campaign. For school captain. For school captain. Mm. Uh, so that's that's really. I mean, this is basically our attack ad is the mainstay of Australian politics. Alexis from Five Six H reckons we should be compassionate towards the kindergartners who are too short to reach the canteen window to buy stuff. In fact, she wants to set up a whole new line especially for kindergartners. Under Alexis, new arrivals to our school will get to jump the queue. That means if the tuck shop runs out of meat pies again, like it did last Friday, you'll be the one to miss out. Hartley Firth will stop the queue jumpers from taking your meat pies. Authorised by Hartley Firth. Whoever smelt it, dealt it, and Alexis totally smelt it. Charles, this is a disgraceful smear campaign. There is no ethics. Mm. You should be ashamed of yourself, but your kid's going to win. Radio Chaser. Platinum Edition. Time for a quiz about quizzes. And now it's time for the Quiz Show Quiz Show. The Quiz Show about quiz shows. That's right. This is the quiz show that nobody has asked for, but I have delivered anyway. Uh, And so what we're going to do is we're going to play the opening title sequence of um, some of the most beloved quiz shows of the 80s and 90s. And we'll just start with this one. Welcome to the show. Dear me, it's a funny old world. Did you guess that one? What is it? Is it Sail Sail Century? Alright. I'm just enjoying the music. I'm happy to sit here and not guess and just listen to the music all day. What what do you reckon it is? Can you... Do you know? Wheel of Fortune. No. No. No, it was uh, Burjo's Catchphrase. Oh! Burjo's catchphrase. Okay, and for, for extra points, who who hosted Burjo's catchphrase? <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, Daryl Summers. <laughs> Correct. Now, um, uh, okay, next one, next one. Do you remember this? Oh. Do you remember this? You've got to remember. This. Is this perfect match? Yes, correct. It is. All right. Um, and great fr- song. Great and song. Extra points. Can you remember who hosted it? Uh, it was a robot named Dexter. Correct. Yes, it's perfect match. Now welcome the star of our show, Greg. Greg Evans. Greg Evans. Greg Evans. Greg Evans. And Greg Evans. But okay. anyway, the Dexter was the true star. Okay. Now the next one um, is pro- probably, I think, everyone's. Favorite game show from sort of the late eighties, early nineties. Remember this? Ooh. Maybe it was mid eighties game. It's sinister. That's it's a knockout. Yes. Oh yes. Oh, we're gonna keep is. keep it going. Keep it going. Oh. The memories. It's such a good opening. Remember? Amazing. Where was it? Because it was out. Where they was filmed it? it at Dural. I researched just my book actually. Filmed it in Dural. 
and it got cancelled because neighbours complained. Can you imagine being enough of a douchebag to <laughs> shut down sale of the century? You oh. disgust me, Jural. Okay, oh. now we'll go on. We'll go on to the next one, um, and and this one you've got to guess because it is fairly easy. You do actually also have to name the host. This is our carryover champion, Barry Jones, from Western Australia. With $76 and a win in the game, Barry will take home prizes is, valued... Uh, well, at that sounds like Pete Smith speaking, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Surely Pete that's Pete Smith speaking, so it's got to be Tony Barber's Sale of the Century. Correct! Did the neighbours complain about that one as well? <laughs> that, was that Barry Jones, like the ALP president guy? That was oh. the president of the ALP. He won the whole, you know, uh, thing. He? Yeah, he won like $107,000 in that episode in 1984. That's a lot. Anyway. How corrupt. Okay, so this is the last one. So, Andrew, I'll just uh, note that Mm. I I couldn't find um, the opening. In fact, I couldn't find in the internet any trace of your game show, Strictly Speaking. That's such a shame. Yeah, Yeah. I've I've had it wiped uh, permanently from all records. Right. So I I couldn't play this, but you may recognise this one. (laughs) Music. Is outstanding. I've forgotten the name of that other thing Andrew is part of. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it was, no idea. I think it only had one season. It, it was certainly considered a ratings bomb. Anyone, um, anyone remember? What was that thing of yours no that idea. didn't do well? I can't. Yeah. That flop. Sure, sure. What you're talking about, Charles? I mean, it's been it's been outnumbered by all of your flops so badly, Charles, that oh. I've forgotten the one thing that I did that didn't work. Well, let, let's find out. For the unbelievable truth, the show where you may learn some things you'd rather not know. For instance, did you know that reindeers drink human urine? which is going to really change what the kids put out for the reindeers next Christmas. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's the Unbelievable Truth. It's yeah. a great show. Great show, The Unbelievable Truth. Well, this quiz has ended up in a genuinely <laughs> awkward place. Well done, Charles. Radio Chaser. Platinum Edition. It's nice to have you in, Chris, by the way. You just finally turned up on the show. Um, yes. I, know, I, wasn't aware, I wasn't aware the show was still on the air. Yeah, well, <laughs> Sorry I haven't look- been in. Yeah. I don't think I've been in since Easter or so. No, no, it's very weird to have you here. I mean, are you is your clicking finger ready for tonight? The click frenzy, Chris? You... I'm not across this at all. Oh, well, yeah, let me tell you. Yeah. Let me tell you. This is this is where you've got to be. The click frenzy. You can get amazing discounts on things. Like they're offering things like $12 iPhones, $3 Apple AirPods. Who's offering those... this? Well, this is click frenzy. The click frenzy website, Taylor. Get across it. Look, it's very easy. <laughs> all you have to do is become a member of the Click Frenzy website. Then you need to subscribe to their alerts and make sure you stay tuned for every single product alert throughout the evening. Then as soon as an alert appears, you've got to immediately hop on and be immediately one of the first people to buy that particular item. You've got to do your research ahead of time uh, and make sure you have the passwords ready and your credit card. And then you could have like maybe a 1% chance of buying a really cheap item. So there's like so, one $12 iPhone and everyone else is just misses out and has to pay more. Is that what you're that's saying? That's basically, yeah. It's the same, it's <laughs> the same as those kind of, you know, like after Christmas rushes in the door, but it's a kind of virtual thing where instead of, you know, trampling on people's faces, you, you, you're trying to out-click everybody. That's the click frenzy. But even, um, with, the, even with the Boxing Day rush and you, after you've trampled on everyone's faces, mm. there's, still a, there's still at least 200 toasters you can get at a discount price, whereas mm. you're saying there's only one during the click frenzy. Oh, there oh, might be two. It, it's, it's, it might be two. It's, it's just not clear. Chris, how right. many? So one of the ah. genius things about not being able to see the products is we, we, we don't know exactly how many there are. Um, there, there could be none. I, mean, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> this is like a, a supermarket version of scratchy cards. It's, it's basically yeah, yeah. the cards are stacked against you. Look, I think quite possible. I don't, I don't want to disparage the click frenzy. I'm sure. I'm sure it's all above board. Uh, you know, as this advertisement will have you believe. 
The Click Frenzy is on now and there's only eight hours left to buy something, so you'd better not think too much about it and hurry. Just buy it! Electric air fryer you'll use once and then leave in your cupboard for the next five years, 60% off. Buy it! Out-of-date iPods and our entire range of Sony Walkmans slash Just Buy It! Want a blouse that doesn't fit you? All the most unpopular sizes of Suzanne Betro's least popular blouse lines. Now an extra 20% off. Buy it! Wait, who's Suzanne Betro? I don't know either, but buy it! Headlight lamps for cars you don't own. 25% off. Buy it! Plus a spiralizer that cuts zucchini into slices that look a little bit like spaghetti but taste bitter and soggy. A massive 70% off. Buy it! Just buy it! Buy it! Think frenzy! Just buy it! Radio Chaser. Platinum Edition. Now, uh, guys, I just noticed that, uh, you know, we're media types, so this, this is kind of interesting, you know, to us. But, uh, you know, the journo who got raided by the feds, you know, they burst into her, her home in Canberra, um, searched through the undies drawer even. Who knows what they were looking for? Um, look, uh, she's going to take it to the high court anyway. And apparently her lawyers are calling for the feds to delete all of her, her phone data. Uh, this is the thing that they, do, you know, I, they, they don't want the phone data to be kept by the feds. Mm. Um, I, I don't know if they're worried that there might be too much underwear-related information <laughs> on, on the phone. Perhaps there might be too many pictures of, of different sorts of uh, clothing inside drawers contained on the phone. I, I, I'm not sure, but I just wanted to just, just uh, keep you up to date on this, mm. uh, especially because we've got a bit of a personal stake in this, don't we, um, from the time that the feds raided us. <laughs> Federal police, open up. Ah, crap. Are you Radio Chaser? Yeah, sorry. The government heard you were running some kind of free democratic media in this place. Open your script, Archive. Now, what's in here? A uh, punchline about the Sydney Light Rail. Mm, barely broadcastable sketch about NRL players' knobs. Mm, meandering anecdote from Charles Firth that goes nowhere. Ooh, and another punchline about the Sydney Light Rail. Right! I'm seizing all this as evidence. But that's our entire show. You'll have to come up with some new material. No, anything but that. How do we make the show now, Charles? Um, well, I've got a really funny anecdote I could tell that will fill a couple of minutes. No! Radio Chaser, Platinum Edition. I'll tell you what, I am so frustrated, guys. Yeah, well, we know that. You always yeah. are. It's your, it's, your, it's your homeostasis. I've had this. Uh, I bought a really fancy laptop at the end of last year, right? Okay. Oh, oh. You know, from Apple, so it cost, you know, a billion dollars. Yeah. And no, and you'd expect it to work right. I've had to had the keyboard repaired twice. And then I, I went there the other day and they ended up saying, oh, well, the keyboard's always going to have to be repaired. And they just gave me back all my money. Wow. Oh. Yeah, because it was so bad. Did they it, give you a keyboard? Do you think to flap money around and hope that that types words? Yeah, no, I just, uh, I now just um, think of things and then they magically appear on the screen. Oh, that's so, cool. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. So it's been an incredibly frustrating experience, right? But apparently it's actually been going on for five years. Apple just have been making keyboards for the last five years, which don't actually work. They just get sticky and they always have to be refunded and everything like that. They've lost millions and hundreds of millions of dollars producing these keyboards until today when they announced that they're going back to the design that they had six years ago. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah. So they've announced this new MacBook so they've, Pro. They've sort of done like the, the Apple version of, of the Carl Stefanovic. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's exactly what it is. Anyway, so I'm extremely excited. I'm desperate to get one of these 
presumably extremely expensive new MacBook Pros. Um, and the, the marketing department had to come up with an, you know, a name for this old keyboard that, that, they, <laughs> right. that they're now releasing as new. And they yeah, decided they to call it a magic keyboard. And I'll tell you what, I'm convinced. Once in a generation, a product comes along that can truly be described as revolutionary. Oh, sounds interesting. Something so amazing it deserves a whole ad. Go on. Cutting-edge technology, delivering something you never knew was possible. Just tell me what it is. A product so amazing, we had no choice but to call it magic. What is it? A a time machine? A portal to another dimension? A brain implant that transmits directly onto your eyeballs? Announcing new from Apple, the Magic Keyboard. A keyboard that doesn't get sticky keys and have to be replaced every few months. That's it. Now, when you press down on a key, it doesn't stay down and repeatedly type out that letter over and over again. It's something nobody has ever thought of before. But that's literally what every non-Apple keyboard does. The Apple Magic Keyboard. I suppose it is magic that Apple finally made a keyboard that works. Please note, Apple Magic Keyboard may not work. Radio Chaser. Platinum Edition. Now, guys, you know me. I've never been one for encouraging kids to follow their passions. Mm. No. Mm. Good. So so I feel pretty vindicated after after last night having to endure... This. That's right. <laughs> My kids had a music recital at school. Oh. Two and a half hours no. long. No, oh, it was not. Two and a half hours. <laughs> There's no gig that goes for two and a half. Like, like when you go and see a major act, like, like mm. Lenny Kravitz touring, <laughs> yeah. even he probably only goes for two. Oh, it was just... I mean, it was terrible. I mean, some even, like, so the whole thing is, like, they, it was just anyone could turn up and do this thing. So there's 31 entrants, and some of them didn't even bring backing music. So, what is this tune? What is this tune? Hey, Tell me this tune. It's really famous. Is it a scale? <laughs> come on. Tell me what it is. <laughs> Star Wars theme? Um... Stravinsky's Rite of Spring. It's it's Death Metal Cannibal Corpse. Oh, it's is it Lenny, Cra- is it Lenny Kravitz? It's oh, I'm the Tiger. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. Whoa, that, is that, that is I, different. A tune that I used to like. Yeah, until last little, night. Yeah, it's not quite the same as the the Rocky version, is mm. it? Anyway, no. The, so the problem was structurally. The problem was that the teachers announced that to encourage people to enter. Right. The teachers announced that there would be five vouchers to Messina. Oh, right. But but because it's all bloody 2019, instead of it being about, oh, we'll give it to the five best performers of the night, they said, oh, no, no, we'll just draw it out of a hat. I was going to say the five longest. (laughs) (laughs) So so instead of actual talent, they're just going, well, everyone's equally valid. Yes. (laughs) It was so 2019. So there was 31 entrants. Um, and then, like, there was even people like the kid across the street decided to just enter at the last minute. So he did, wasn't even on the list. So it was 32 entrants by the end. <laughs> oh, you must have been delighted when, he, when that <laughs> yeah, was announced. Was. And a last minute <laughs> entry. <laughs> yeah, oh, thank God. It was like that. Um, and, you know, like, um, ah, it was just, yeah. So anyway, the point is, I think music should be banned in school from now, though, from now on. <laughs> but, um, you know, the, the thing is that, some weren't even just. Some weren't just even any good. Like, like, like this guy. 
<laughs> oh, no, it's all right. It's pretty good. It's <laughs> just... That, that is the best version. I reckon I'd like to hear you play the piano and the recorder. Like, you're dissing all these kids. I... I just think they made one crucial that, that mistake. That was me. That oh, was right. me, oh, yeah. well. <laughs> I, I decided then I wanted a bloody Messina voucher. Radio Chaser. Platinum Edition. So you guys know I've got um, a little boy at home. He's he's almost two. And we've been quite lucky with him that he um, he's a pretty good sleeper. Like he kind of started mm. sleeping all the way through the night from you know, maybe like four months old. He's been pretty great. Oh, and um, four months. Yeah, you've had it. and like, you've you know, I've got, quietly been thinking, oh, it's probably because I'm amazing, right? Mm. Like, it's probably mm. because I'm amazing and everyone else is bad at parenting. I thought mm. that until um, recently when he has 100% just started refusing to go to bed, like yeah. 100% refusing. There is there is no compelling this willful child to bed. Wait a minute, how old is he? He's like twenty-two months. He's right. almost two. Yeah. So, so he's going. So he's staying awake twenty-four hours a day. He basically <laughs> like. Um, it, so it's got to the point where we've figured out one thing that works, right? And oh, that's yeah. that he always falls asleep in the car. So what I've been uh, doing is no. when it comes to nap time or bedtime, no. I've been getting. Well, I've been doing it. So I don't say no. It's been happening now. It's too late. Yes. So we've oh. been in, driving around for an hour and yes. then just mm. hoping, hoping, <clears> hoping <throat> we can do the transfer. You can't do the trip. No. And also, that we did that with our first kid and. You just end up, it's like the next two years of your life, you're going to be spent in a car. Now, I've, I've done a bit of this recently, and I can do the transfer. The transfer is fine for me. Mm. What doesn't work so well is that I've never felt closer to falling asleep at the wheel than driving around at 5.30am. <laughs> and I think that's in no one's interest. The transfer is not going to be good mm. after you hit yeah. something. So but, but that's one risk. Uh, uh, when they get bad at the transfer, because they will, because they're kids and they hate you. Yeah. Uh, what happens is you then end up just parking on steep hills and falling asleep with them. So we just all sleep in the car. Yeah, we just, just live in the car. You just live in the car. Just get a motorhome. Okay, home. look, guys, look, no offense, but like I kind of want to get some advice from other people. So look, what's the craziest thing you've ever done to get your kid to sleep? Do you have any advice for me? Anthony, what have you got for me? What am I supposed to do? I put my, my child in a bassinet on the washing machine and put it on a cycle and that works just as well as in the car. Do you strap the bassinet to the washing machine or do you stand very vigilantly close to it to make sure it doesn't vibrate off? No, well, the washing machine didn't violently rock the bassinet <laughs> off. It was, it was just a, a soothing a soothing hum and a bit of rocking. And um, and I found that that, that was the goal. That is genius. That that's is pretty that's good. Really, yeah, that's really good, especially because I always forget to do washing, so this might remind me. Well, well just th- be careful, Zoe. I mean, if you've got yeah. a top loader... Just make sure that uh, you're not so sleepy yeah. that yeah. the, the, the lid is not closed. Yeah, don't yeah. wash the baby and rock the dirty clothes. So good <laughs> good note to self. Uh, thanks, Anthony. What about Steve? What have you got for me? Yeah, um, when I was in Queensland, the young fellow, we couldn't get him to sleep and we lived on a farm and um, we found out that every time I put him on the ride on lawnmower, he'd last about half an hour and he'd, he'd fall, off, fall off to sleep and then we'd just put him back into the, into the cotton way we went. Now, so I was, was concerned about like the washing machine situation being dangerous. So how would you rate the sort of safety level of putting a, a baby on a ride on lawnmower? Well, I, ha- I had him strapped to me, you know, like he'd little walk around. So, oh, so um, you're on it as well. So oh, I okay. Used to, I just used to go into the bedroom and pop him back into his cotton and he'd go. Oh, well, okay. Look, I mean, I live in a very, very tiny apartment. I definitely don't even don't even know what a lawnmower looks like, but that's great <laughs> advice for someone. Uh, what about Paul? What advice have you got for me, mate? Uh, so you got to get a worm music tape. That works every time. Uh, it's a tape. What are you talking about? 
Well, it's uh, all the noises the baby would hear inside the mother's womb, all the digestive noises and the burps and the farts and all that sort of stuff. And uh, you can make your own or you can buy one. You yeah, know, I mean, so you're saying I could just sit there and burp and fart and my baby will go to sleep? Well, that's, that's a possibility. Uh, that oh. works for my kid. He, he does it all the time now. But, you know, uh, I, we, we yeah. didn't use the other two. Yeah, thank you. I'm not sure about the others, but I could burp and fart. Bailey, Bailey, Bailey. what's your advice? Yeah, g'day, guys. I just uh, chuck a little program on called the Radio Chaser Catch-Up Podcast. On the <laughs> Oh, he's, well, he's a cruel man. A cruel man. Every time, 100% successful. Oh, mate. I've not had any issues. Do we want to reward that insult with a trip to Lenny Kravitz? Yes. Yes, it was It was ballsy. Well, exactly well done. You dissed us and you're going to Lenny Kravitz. I think you should actually report back on whether that works, Zoe. Radio Chaser, Platinum Edition. Guys, I cannot get enough of the the new reality show. Oh my god, have you have you seen this? This is the, honestly the most brutal reality show oh, really? that I've ever seen. I love brutal reality shows because my mm. favourite part of I don't know what you like about them, but like mm. best thing about MasterChef for me and um, you know The Bachelor um, and especially Big Brother when he used to be on. Mm. It was the evictions. It was when, when somebody gets booted off. <laughs> Isn't yes. that the best? Yeah. Like you do, that, that's why you ultimately tune in. The tears. Yeah. Mm. The tears, the, the, the trauma, and, the, and just the rejection. Yeah, they you make know. you feel better about yourself. Like, I'm not being rejected right now. That guy's being rejected. It's so good, isn't it, Zoe? It yeah. is so, so good. So what's, um, so what's this new show that you're talking oh, about? Well, look, I urge you to check it out. Take a look. On nine, who will be evicted this week? Australians can't get enough of TV's most brutal reality show. It is time to go. Yeah, it's fun to see him so humiliated. So many people him booted out. Can't wait to see who's next. Every week is eviction week. I mean, is there anyone left in the house to kick out? Salivate over who's getting the chop this time on TV's home of ruthless shoppings. The Today Show. I, I wanted to announce to you today that um, I'm going to be finishing up on the Today Show. Fabulous news. I'm leaving the show and the Nine Network. Even racehorses get put down more humanely. Radio Chaser, Platinum Edition.